This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 69 degrees at 6.04. The dew point is at 62, so that's already in the humid range. We are looking at a heat advisory. More on that in just a bit. The actual forecast for today. A slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. That goes up to a 30% chance of precipitation as we get the rising humidity through the heat of the day. Increasing clouds today, high in the mid-90s. Heat index values as high as 100, maybe even into the 101-102 range today. The National Weather Service in Binghamton is projecting heat index values possibly climbing into the triple digits as the mercury gets into the mid-90s. Dew points check in at the upper 60s to low 70s. A heat advisory is in effect for Broome, Tioga, and Tompkins counties from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. New York Governor Kathy Hochul yesterday issued a call for residents across the state to prepare for the extremely hot, uncomfortable, and dangerous spike in heat and humidity. Heat index values were projected to reach up to 100 in parts of the southern tier, including Binghamton and possibly the triple digits for the mid-Hudson Valley. Capital District in New York City, the values could only be slightly lower into the 90s in the Finger Lakes, Central New York, and Mohawk Valley. New York State Department of Health says heat is the number one weather-related killer in the United States, even though heat-related illnesses and deaths are preventable. The governor's office warns that heat in the summer can also lead to the formation of ground-level ozone, which is a major component of photochemical smog. The New York State Department of Environmental Conservation and Department of Health issue air quality health advisories when the DEC meteorologists predict levels of pollution to exceed an air quality index value of 100. While it may be tempting in the heat to invoke your inner child and take a dash through the hose, 21 counties are under a drought watch. And residents are being encouraged to conserve water. Good news is Broome is not one of those counties. Two Tompkins County men are accused of possessing child pornography and exploiting children. New York State Police say 42-year-old Ian Marsh and 22-year-old Matthew Marsh, both of Enfield, were arrested Tuesday and charged with felony possessing a child, a sexual performance by a child. Officers from the New York State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigation at Ithaca and the Computer Crimes Unit conducted the investigation after authorities received a cyber tip. The men have been ordered to appear at the Enfield Town Court later on this month. With school just around the corner, local health officials are keeping a close eye on the infection trends for COVID-19. Recently, there have been a drop in overall new cases, but the number of serious illnesses requiring hospitalization and deaths in the southern tier have been up as the new variant of the coronavirus has rapidly spread. While the number of people in the hospital in Broome reported yesterday morning was down slightly by eight from the previous day, the 42 was more than double reported a month earlier. In an unusual development this week, Broome, Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga counties all reported an additional COVID death. Broome County's death toll now stands at 536, while Cortland now has 127 fatalities. Delaware has 82, and Tioga County's morbidity from the pandemic has risen to 87. Shenango County's death toll still stands at 124, where it has been since June 21st. Several of those counties reporting a loss this week had not had a new death for a month or more. 
Health officials continue to urge people to get vaccinated and get up to date on boosters, but also consider wearing masks indoors in public spaces and maintain good hygiene, social distancing and stay home when sick. A measure to recognize the 211 informational phone service as a vital piece of dealing with emergencies in New York State has final state legislative approval. Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo of Enwell introduced a bill that would activate 211 during disasters. The Democrat points out the clearinghouse for all kinds of information has been vital during such natural disasters as the flood of 2011, but most recently during the health crisis of the COVID-19 pandemic. $400,000 more has been allocated in the state budget, bringing the funding for the phone hubs to $2.14 million. The additional funding will help to develop a statewide database of services, expanding the reach of help from individual communities to statewide resources, and to set up a centralized website to facilitate resource inquiries and provide reimbursements for activation in areas experiencing a disaster. The service has long been operation uh, operated by agencies like the United Way of Broome County as a community resource and still serves that purpose. Residents can pick up the phone and dial three digits to access information on everything from how to find emergency food assistance to where they can donate furniture. The service impressively rose to the challenge during the height of the pandemic and lockdown as it was difficult for the volunteers to be able to get in to man the lines themselves, but still managed to keep 2-1-1 available for residents to get information on testing, accessing food and medication if they were quarantined, and vaccination locations. It's 6.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Golf Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GolfAuto.com. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Don't miss the 30. 30- Good morning on this Thursday, August 4th. At 6.11, you're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the Exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will reopen today just in time for Speedy Fest. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. The Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. In Susquehanna County, there's going to be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by this coming Monday, and a signed detour is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. 
Cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards will take place throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 69 degrees fair weather, 78% humidity, dew point 62 degrees, so it's definitely going to feel hotter than it is out there. Today a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., increasing clouds and hot with a high near 96, heat index values as high as 100 degrees, triple digits, chance of rain 30%. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy, a low around 69 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 5 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 88, chance of rain 60%. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m., Patchy fog after 3 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 69, chance of rain 60%. Saturday, a slight chance of showers, then chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m., patchy fog before 7 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 90, chance of rain 40%. Saturday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees, 30% chance of rain, and Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 Mostly sunny and hot with a high near 92, 30% chance of rain Sunday night. Chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low around 70 degrees, and a 30% chance of rain. It's 6.15, you're listening to WMBF. I'm Vincent. on WMBF. On this sure-to-be-blistering-hot Thursday, Uh, even in the studio right now, it feels like it's about 85 degrees or so, and I'm right under an air conditioner. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when I head out, get out in the community, get some press conferences, interview some people, ask some questions. It's going to be a rough day. Time for a sports update. Luis Castillo pitched five-hit ball into the seventh inning in his Seattle debut, and the Mariners used a fast start to beat Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees 7-3. Eugenio Suarez, Carlos Santana, and Jared Kelnick homered against Cole during Seattle's six-run first inning. Jesse Winker connected against Wandy Peralta in the seventh, helping the Mariners match their season high for homers. Castillo struck out eight in six and two-thirds innings in his second start in the Bronx in less than a month. Tough day for the Yankees there. Probably wish that they had been the ones to trade for Luis Castillo at the trade deadline. Unfortunately, Seattle Mariners simply outbid them, gave up three top ten prospects for Castillo. The Yankees had offered Oswald Peraza, right now our number two overall prospect, but the closest prospect to the major leagues, I would say. Still waiting for the day where Isaiah Kiner-Falefa catches the DFA, and the Yankees say, okay, Oswald Peraza, you're our shortstop for the rest of the year. For the Mets, Daniel Vogelbach hit a grand slam, and Pete Alonso connected for his 28th homer, helping the New York Mets beat the Washington Nationals 9-5. New York won for the eighth time in nine games and opened a three-and-a-half game lead over the second-place Atlanta Braves in the NL East. The teams begin a four-day, five-game series Thursday in New York. 
Chris Bassett pitched seven shutout innings for New York, which finished with 14 hits. Kiebert Ruiz and Lane Thomas homered for lowly Washington a day after a traded star outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell to the San Diego Padres. Big fan of that trade as a Padres enthusiast. Had to wear my Padres hat yesterday, of course. Went out to a press conference at Atzanengo Park for some final details on Speedy Fest. And, of course, I wore my Padres hat on purpose so that everybody would have to stop and say, hey, congratulations on getting Juan Soto. It's a big trade. Possibly the biggest trade in Major League Baseball history. Definitely up there. As now the Padres have Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto locked up for at least the next two years. I would assume that the Padres have a plan to extend Juan Soto long term. So I could imagine a situation where Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto are in lineup together for the next 10 or so years at least. Probably closer to 12 or 13 years. Both 23 years old. And that's not to mention the fact that they also have Manny Machado and Josh Bell. Two good hitters in their own right. And managed to retain Jake Cronenworth in that trade. who has completely overshadowed Blake Snell in that raise trade that t- took place a couple years ago. People don't even call it the Blake Snell trade anymore. They call it the Jake Cronenworth trade now. Rumble Ponies won 6-2 against the Somerset Patriots yesterday. Got RBIs from Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. No home runs. A nice balanced attack for the Rumble Ponies yesterday. Rumble Ponies starting pitching allowed no earned runs. Two runs, but none of them earned. So a good change of pace for Rumble Ponies pitching. As of late, it feels like they've been giving up a lot of double-digit leads to opposing teams. Yesterday, only two runs allowed, and none of them were earned. Rumble Ponies are back in action tonight at 7.05 against Somerset. If you don't plan on driving all the way down there, why would you? To see the game in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins on the mic. It's 6.20 on WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. What a difference a day makes. The Dow soared 416 points. The Nasdaq rose 319. And the S&P closed up 64. After a couple down sessions, the markets enjoyed a midweek rally encouraged by the latest batch of earnings, including Starbucks, PayPal, and CVS. China's blocked imports of citrus, fish, and other foods from Taiwan in retaliation to a visit by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Beijing stopped short, though, of disrupting one of the world's most important technology and manufacturing relationships. Parents say they're focused on the basics as they begin back-to-school shopping for kids. They're also depending more on cheaper retailers like dollar stores as surging inflation takes a toll on their household budgets. It's especially true for families in the low-to-middle-income bracket and a big difference from last year when many shoppers flush with government stimulus payments and wage increases spent freely. Daria Albinger, ABC News. on WMBF. Now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. There were lots of challenges that came with working remote. But if you ask me, hybrid work, where some people are in the office, other people are remote, 
can be even more difficult. Why? Because it creates an uneven playing field that requires a deliberate effort to address. If you're someone who works remotely, turning your camera on during meetings is non-negotiable, one expert told us. If you have your camera off, you are at risk of disappearing. And also, resist the urge to check out of the conversation and start plowing through your inbox. Instead, make sure you're fully engaged in the conversation. And if you find yourself unable to jump in, shoot a message to whoever's leading the meeting and ask them to set aside a few minutes for you to share your idea. Lastly, everyone should probably ask some sort of follow-up question. Why? Because it makes other people feel heard. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The following is paid for by Third Home. Do you own a vacation home? How would you like access to leverage it for world travel without the hassle or expense of renting? Third Home is the members-only luxury property and travel club that opens your world to exquisite rent-free travel. The Economist reported Third Home to be the secret to scoring a vacation home that's practically free. Find out how it works. Call for your free information now. 800-201-1894. 800-201-1894. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. It's been a Six twenty-six on WMBF. That's time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the exit five ramp from southbound Interstate eighty-one to U.S. Route eleven and the intersection of U.S. Route eleven and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will reopen today, just in time for Speedy Fest here in Binghamton. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. In Susquehanna County, there's going to be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by Monday. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquago Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. Cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards will take place throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. 
a heat advisory in effect today. Right now, 69 degrees, 78% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers before 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., and then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 5 p.m., increasing clouds with a high near 90 degrees, chance of rain 60%. It's going to be a hot one out there today. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy, a low around 67 degrees, chance of rain 60%. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 4 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 83 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m., Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 85, chance of rain 40%. Saturday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 87, 30% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., partly cloudy, a low around 69 degrees, chance of rain 30%. 629, you're listening to WMBF. Almost three. on WMBF. That's time for an ABC Entertainment Report. ABC Entertainment News. What do you get when you combine Lego Star Wars and vacation? Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, of course. Me? I'm no spy. I'm on vacation. Featuring characters from the recent film franchise, including Finn and Rey, but also General Leia and Lieutenant Valeria, voiced by Yvette Nicole Brown, who tells me she's a nerd for Star Wars and Lego and so much more. Being a nerd just means you just love something so much. And I'm a nerd about puzzles. I'm a nerd about knitting. I'm a nerd about naps. Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation hits Disney Plus tomorrow. Out today, it's the long-awaited return of Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) Following the release of their recent movie, the animated duo is back with a new series on Paramount Plus, which is guaranteed for at least two seasons. Roger that. You can't send them to space, but you can send Buzz Lightyear anywhere else in the world. The Disney Pixar character is now featured on his own line of forever stamps from the U.S. Post Office. And happy birthday to Meghan Markle. The actress turned Duchess is 41 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. You're in this is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 69 degrees at 633. The dew point is at 62, so that's into the humid range already. There's just a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. That will be up to a 30% chance of precipitation later on in the day. High today into the mid-90s. Heat index values as high as 100. We'll have more on the weather in just a bit. China says it has conducted precision missile strikes in the Taiwan Strait as part of military exercises by its Navy, Air Force, and other departments in six zones surrounding the island. The drills were prompted by a visit to the island by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi this week. China's official Xinhua News Agency says the exercises were joint operations focused on blockade, sea target assault, strike on ground targets, and airspace control. Taiwan has put its military on alert and 
stage civil defense drills while the U.S. has numerous naval assets in the area. South Korea was the next stop on the Americans the highest ranking member of Congress list of stops, Nancy Pelosi, making her next uh, trip to South Korea. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi met with the South Korean counterparts to reassure a strong alliance between the two countries. Our three main pillars are security, economics, and Governance. Pelosi and Seoul National Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo discussed stronger cooperation to resolve problems such as regional security, economy, and climate change. A joint statement by the U.S. and South Korea addressed concerns about North Korea's growing threat and agreed to work together to achieve peace in the region. Ha kyung Lee, ABC News, Seoul. WMBF First News Time, 635. Today is expected to be the hottest of the week with a heat index, a heat advisory in place for Broom, Tioga, and Tompkins counties from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. Residents are encouraged to take precautions against heat-related illness as the heat index values could go as high as around 100 for the warmer valley and urban areas in the advisory region. Remember to limit time and exertion while outside, especially in the heat of the day, and drink plenty of fluids. If you have pets, bear in mind they are also affected by the heat and should be provided with a cool place to rest, plenty of water and shade, and keep them off concrete and asphalt where temperatures can quickly get hot enough to burn their paws. Never leave pets or people unattended in a vehicle even with the windows rolled down. WMBF First News Time, 635. Owego police are announcing the capture of a teenage fugitive last week. The Village Police Department says 18-year-old Aiden LaForest of Owego was arrested under a warrant issued by Athens, Pennsylvania for a theft. The teen was being booked when he escaped from custody. In addition to the petty larceny counts, the LaForest now has escape and resisting arrest added on to the charges. He was turned over to the Tioga County Sheriff's custody. Owego police say they were called in to break up a huge huge brawl on North Avenue near Main Street last week. Police say the trouble was reported around 9 p.m. July 25th when responding officers found a big brouhaha involving dozens of people. Owego Police, the Tioga County Sheriff's Office, and New York State Police stepped in to control the situation as around 40 people were involved in a big argument and fighting. Several individuals were issued appearance tickets for the Owego Village Court for disorderly conduct and fighting. The news release from the village police did not name any of the defendants and did not say just how many of the 40 people were said to be involved in that brawl were actually being charged. WMBF First News Time 637. One of the nation's best-known experts on gasoline and oil price trends has some potential good news for motorists in the Binghamton area. Patrick DeHaan, the head of petroleum analysis for Gas Buddy, told us the average price at the pump in the region may continue to go down over the next few weeks. When asked about Labor Day prices, DeHaan said if there are no major hurricanes or unforeseen supply disruptions, the price could go to 4.19 a gallon or a little less. The current average price earlier this week was $4.49 a gallon. The thing that started Speedy Fest in the first place, a contest to find the best speedy recipe in the area, will have a different look at the festival this weekend. The Speedy Fest cooking contest has been revamped. 
and it will feature a shiny new prize. This year's contest is called the Backyard Chef Championship and will feature a new grand prize that resembles a wrestling belt. The Grand Champion Belt features the original Speedy Fest logo by Broome County's Johnny Hart, who was the creator of the BC and Wizard of Id comic strips. If you don't remember, the logo was Sir Rodney of the Wizard of Id holding a lance full of speedies being charred by Draggy the Dragon. As for those who want to show off their speedy skills, registration is open until tomorrow. There are several awards and prizes in addition to the overall winner, including the Founders Award for the Best Decorated Cooking Station, along with first, second, and third places in each category of lamb, chicken, beef, venison, pork, and vegetarian. Speedy Fest begins tomorrow at Otsenango Park in the town of Dickinson and continues through Sunday. For more information, you can go to speedyfest.com. And you can also always hear the organizer, Dave Pasagno. We talked to him in depth depth about this year's festival on the Southern Tier Close-Up, and that is available on the WMBF podcast. It's 639, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Almost on WNBF. Another bright and early morning as we quickly approach the weekend. The weekend of Speedy Fest, of course. I went out to the Speedy Fest site yesterday. Oh, you went out to Atzenango Park? Oh, yeah. And you know what? It's actually, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Like the space itself. I don't know why. I don't know how big Atzenango. Atzenango goes clear down into the town of Shenango, and they're going to be expanding it and everything else. It's, It's a lovely park. Yeah, I don't know why I assume coming from Long Island, that 99% of parks are like just little patches of grass with a playground on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's what a park looks too. like. Um, I mean, we have some like bigger like state parks on Long Island, but here I was figuring to go there. I'm like, how are they going to fit all these balloons and stuff and tents and all this events we have going on at Speedfest? How are they going to fit this all in like a normal-sized park? And I went there. I was like, oh, this place is huge. Yeah, but it still gets pretty jam-packed. You oh, know, yeah. The antique cars, the balloons, the vendors, the crafters, the oh, yeah. musicians. You know, the one huge area set off for the stage of the concert area. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, and I got a little sneak preview of some of the some of the kids' stuff going on. They have a dog that does tricks like jumping rope and stuff, which the I thought was cool. Puppies of Penzance. Yeah, and uh, they had parrots, lots Squawk, of parrots. The bird show. Squawk. Yeah. Yes, that was really cool. That's because the parrots. Parrots are. I always forget about them when I'm listening. Like, well, what are my favorite animals? And parrots have to be up there because they can talk back. <laughs> and they always say, I think it's funny when people like own parrots and they like curse in their house a lot. So that sometimes the parrots will just say, because I had a friend all the way back in like elementary school who had a parrot. And in their house, they would often, you know, scream words that you can't say on radio. So whenever we would go over to his house and, you know, we're 10 years, 11 years old at the time or so. So we're acting crazy and running around being hooligans. And the parrot would just start screaming curse words, which would just send us over the edge into hysterical laughter. The thing is with a parrot, you've got to realize that that's a, you know, even more than a dog and a cat, that's a lifelong commitment because they can live to be 50 plus years. Oh, yeah. Well, my my cousins have a turtle. They have two turtles. Well, turtles can live to be 100. Yeah. In in addition to all their other animals, that they don't have too many cats left. And I did say one time that they had 11 cats. I was mistaken. My uncle said, no, 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 no. We had maximum eight cats at most at one time. They didn't adopt all the cats themselves uh they were from somebody who was no longer able to take care of the cats so they just took the cats in uh they only have 
two or three left. But they also have these two massive dogs, like like Great Dane, part Great Dane dogs. Um, now, are these lab. tortoises or are they turtles? Because there is a big difference. Um, Do they I live actually, in water? No, they don't live in water. So I guess they're tortoises. Yeah, they, no, they have a little heat lamp, and they they have their little they have a wooden log that they go in and hide in, and they bury themselves under little wood chips. Uh, well, if we don't you see wanted to set often. up something like that, our friends at, at Creature Comforts, <laughs> yeah, Northgate Plaza, have all the supplies. Well, come on, turtles are not like a fun pet to have. It's yeah, like they are, but they don't like play. They, well, they do. They recognize. I, I've never had a tortoise. But I am familiar with with the the species, and they do recognize owners' voices and respond. And I only just recently found out they actually can feel through their shell. I thought that you know people that were petting their turtles and tortoises, I thought that was kind of odd. But apparently, they do actually can feel through huh. their their shell. So I thought that was kind that's of that's a good little fun fact. Yeah, I don't know when I when I get a pet, I want something that's. One going to destroy the house in the process of playing. See, I like which is I dogs. like the, the reptiles as well, not as much as things that have fur and and that kind of animal. But yeah, the husband hates snakes, so I just oh, make I a would point I would never sure I go do over snakes. And say hi to all the snakes. And, I would never in a million years have a pet snake. I couldn't do it. I don't understand how people have pet snakes. And oh, they're, they're just very like, interesting. Yeah, I'm just trusting this animal not to. I'm putting it around my neck, and I'm going to trust that it's not like oh, you're lunch now. <laughs> I would never do that in a million years. You have to know what you're doing with certain animals. Well, with all animals, you kind of have to have some degree of oh, Of course. Animal safety. First and foremost, very important. It's 645 on WMBF. The best book. Six forty six on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather here in Binghamton and the surrounding areas. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will reopen today, just in time for Speedy Fest in Binghamton. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. In Susquehanna County, there's going to be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by Monday, August 8th. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquago Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. Cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards will take place throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. 
National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 69 degrees, 78% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers before 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., and then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 5 p.m., Increasing clouds with a high near 90 degrees, chance of rain 60%. It's going to feel a lot hotter than 90 today, I promise you that. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 4 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 83 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m., mostly cloudy, with a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of showers, and then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 85 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Saturday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 68, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., mostly sunny with a high near 87, 30% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., partly cloudy, a low around 69 degrees, 30% chance of rain. 649, you're listening to WMBF. Enjoy. on WMBF. Time for a quick sports update. Luis Castillo pitched five-hit ball into the seventh inning in his Seattle Mariners debut, and the Mariners used a fast start to beat Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees 7-3. Eugenio Suarez, Carlos Santana, and Jared Kelnick homered against Cole during Seattle's six-run first inning. Jesse Winker connected against Wandy Peralta in the seventh, helping the Mariners match their season high for homers. Castillo struck out eight in six and two-thirds innings in his second start in the Bronx in less than a month. Daniel Vogelback hit a grand slam, and Pete Alonso connected for his 28th homer, helping the New York Mets beat the Washington Nationals 9-5. New York won for the eighth time in nine games and opened a three-and-a-half game lead over second-place Atlanta in the NL East. The teams begin a four-day, five-game series Thursday in New York. Chris Bassett pitched seven shutout innings for New York, which finished with 14 hits. Kieber Ruiz and Lane Thomas homered for lowly Washington a day after a traded star outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell to the San Diego Padres. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies won last night 6-2, got RBIs from Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. Rumble Ponies pitching with a strong day, didn't allow any earned runs, two runs total but none of them earned. Both runs came in the ninth inning. Rumble Ponies are back in action tonight at 7.05 in Somerset. Pre-game starts on WMBF at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins, so if you're not planning on driving down there, and why would you drive down there, you can listen right here on WMBF. Some other sports news. A person familiar with the filing told the Associated Press that the NFL is seeking an indefinite suspension of at least one year plus a fine in appealing a disciplinary officer's decision to suspend Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson for six games for violating the league's personal conduct policy. The person that spoke on the condition of anonymity because the matter isn't public. The NFL's appeal gives Roger... 
Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, or someone he designates authority to impose a a stiffer penalty. League spokesman Brian McCarthy said it's still to be determined whether Goodell or someone else will hear the appeal. And closing arguments in Brittany Griner's cannabis possession case in Russia are set for today. That's nearly six months after the American basketball star was arrested at a Moscow airport in a case that has reached the highest levels of U.S.-Russia diplomacy. Griner faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. The conviction appears almost certain, given that Russian courts rarely acquit defendants. And Griner has acknowledged that there were vape canisters with cannabis oil in her luggage. Still, Russian judges have considered latitude on sentencing. It's not clear when the verdict will be announced. If the two-time Olympic gold medalist does not go free, attention will turn to the high-stakes possibility of a prisoner swap. It's 6.54. You're listening to WMBF. I'm Kathy. on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will reopen today, just in time for Speedy Fest in Binghamton. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. In Susquehanna County, there will be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That work should be completed on Monday, August 8th. A signed detour is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. Cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards will take place throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 69 degrees, 78% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers before 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 2 and 5, and then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 5. Increasing clouds with a high near 90, chance of rain is 60%. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy, a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 4 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 83, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 67, 60% chance of rain. 
Saturday, slight chance of showers and a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 85, chance of rain 40%. Saturday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68, chance of rain 30%. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2, mostly sunny with a high near 87, 30% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 69 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. At 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. People who are... Closing out our number one of WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White, as always. Got two more hours of First News today. Then we'll have Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in, contribute to the program, ask about some local issues, maybe ask about Speedy Fest. They don't all have to be issues. You can just want to talk about what's going on in the neighborhood. Coming up next, we'll have ABC News, followed by another news update from Kathy White, and then hour number two of First News on WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 70 degrees at 7.04, the dew point at 63. That is in the humid range. Looking for a high today, getting into the mid-90s, going to feel much warmer than that. The National Weather Service in Binghamton is projecting heat index values to possibly climb into the triple digits today as the mercury gets into the mid-90s and the dew points clock in at the upper 60s to low 70s. A heat advisory is in effect for Broome, Tioga, and Tompkins counties starting at 11 this morning, continuing till 8 tonight. New York Governor Kathy Hochul yesterday issued a call for residents across the state to prepare for the extremely high hot, uncomfortable, and dangerous spike in heat and humidity. Heat index values were projected to reach up to 100 in parts of the state. That includes Binghamton, possibly into the triple digits for the mid-Hudson Valley Capital District, New York City. The values could be slightly lower into the 90s for the Finger Lakes, Central New York, and Mohawk Valley. New York State Department of Health says heat is the number one weather-related killer in the United States, even though heat-related illnesses and deaths are preventable. The governor's office warns that heat in the in the summer can lead to formation of ground-level ozone, which is a major component of photochemical smog. The New York State Department of Environmental Conservation and Department of Health issue air quality health advisories when the DEC meteorologists predict levels of pollution to exceed an air quality index value of 100. While it may be tempting in the heat to invoke your inner child and take a dash through the hose, 21 counties are under a drought watch, and residents are being encouraged in those areas to conserve water, Broome, Tioga, Shenango, Cortland, those are not in that drought watch area. Two Tompkins County men are accused of possessing child pornography and exploiting children. New York State Police say 42-year-old Ian Marsh and 22-year-old Matthew Marsh, both of Enfield, were arrested on Tuesday and charged with felony possessing a sexual performance by a child. Officers from the New York State Bureau of Criminal Investigation and the Consumer Crimes Unit 
conducted the investigation after authorities got a cyber tip. The men have been ordered to appear in the Enfield Town Court later on this month. An Owego man is facing felony charges after village police investigated an attempted assault on Temple Street. Police say 24-year-old Brandon Barney is charged with felony criminal possession of a weapon and felony, felony attempted assault with a weapon. The weapon identified as a knife. Police provided no details about the reported assault attempt. Barney was turned over to the Tioga County Sheriff's Office for his booking through Tioga County Centralized Arraignment Court. With school just around the corner, local health officials are keeping a close eye on the infection trends for COVID-19. Currently, there had been a drop in overall new cases, but the number of serious illnesses requiring hospitalization and deaths in the southern tier have been up as the new variant of the coronavirus has been rapidly spreading. While the number of people in the hospital in Broome County reported yesterday morning was down slightly by eight from the previous day, the 42 was more than double the reported number of people hospitalized a month earlier. In an unusual development this week, Broome, Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga counties all reported an additional COVID death. Broome County's death toll now stands at 536, while Cortland now has 127 fatalities, Delaware 82, and Tioga County's morbidity from the pandemic has risen to 87. Shenango County's death toll still stands at 124, where it has been since June 21st. Several of those counties reporting a loss this week had not had a new death for a month or more. Health officials continue to urge people to get vaccinated and get up to date on boosters, but also consider wearing masks indoors in public spaces and remain maintain good hygiene, social distancing, and stay home if you're sick. A measure to recognize the 211 informational phone service as a vital resource when dealing with emergencies in New York State has the final state legislative approval it needed. Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo of Andwell had introduced the bill that would activate 211 during disasters. The Democrat points out the clearinghouse for all kinds of information has been vital during such natural disasters as the flood of 2011, but most recently during the health crisis of the COVID-19 pandemic. $400,000 more has been allocated for 211 in the state budget. A new family day trip destination may be in the future for Binghamton area families, just about an hour's drive north on Interstate 81. After a long and contentious debate about the project costs and merits, the Onondaga County lawmakers this week voted narrowly for an $85 million, 600,000 gallon aquarium to be built at the Syracuse Inner Harbor. Supporters argued the new aquarium would help increase tourism and be a great asset to the Inner Harbor while opponents painted the project as a frivolous use of money that could be better spent on social programs. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290. 710 on WMBF. As we enter hour number two of WMBF's first news with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will reopen today just in time for Speedy Fest in Binghamton. 
Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. In Susquehanna County, uh, there's going to be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by Monday, August 8th. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 70 degrees, 79% humidity. Today a slight chance of showers between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., increase in clouds with a high near 90 degrees, chance of rain 30%. I can promise you right now it's going to feel a lot hotter than 90 degrees out there today. There is a heat advisory in effect. Tonight showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 9 p.m., Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly between 9 p.m. and 2 a.m., mostly cloudy, with a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 5 p.m., mostly cloudy, with a high near 83 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 3 a.m., mostly cloudy, with a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after noon. Partly sunny with a high near 85, chance of rain 40%. Saturday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low around 68 degrees, 40% chance of rain. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., but mostly sunny with a high near 87, 30% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 9 p.m., partly cloudy, a low around 69 degrees, chance of rain, 30%. It's 714, you're listening to WMBF. Don't miss... WMBF. 7.15 on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Luis Castillo pitched five-hit ball into the seventh inning in his Seattle Mariners debut, and the Mariners used a fast start to beat Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees 7-3. Eugenio Suarez, Carlos Santana, and Jared Kelnick homered against Cole during Seattle's six-run first inning. Jesse Winker connected against Wandy Peralta in the seventh, helping the Mariners match their season high for homers. 
Castillo struck out eight in six and two-thirds innings in his second start in the Bronx in less than a month. I'm sure the Yankees today are wishing that they had gotten Luis Castillo instead of the Mariners, the Mariners outbidding the Yankees with three top-ten prospects, as the Yankees had structured a deal around Oswald Peraza, who I would say is likely to be the shortstop by the end of the year for the Yankees. For the Mets, Daniel Vogelbach hit a grand slam, and Pete Alonso connected for his 28th homer, helping the New York Mets beat the Washington Nationals 9-5. New York won for the eighth time in nine games and opened a three-and-a-half game lead over second place Atlanta in the NL East. The teams begin a four-day, five-game series Thursday in New York. Chris Bassett pitched seven shutout innings for New York, which finished with 14 hits. Kiebert Ruiz and Lane Thomas homered for lowly Washington a day after a traded star outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell to the San Diego Padres. Have to feel bad for Jacob deGrom at this point. Even after not pitching for over a year, his first game back on Tuesday went right back to getting no run support from the Mets offense. That's their only loss in the last nine games. So Mets coming into that game with a six-game winning streak at the time. And think, well, we got Jacob DeGrom, our ace. He's back. So we're definitely going to win today, right? That's the best pitcher in Major League Baseball by far. And DeGrom pitches very well. Allows only one run over five innings. But the Mets only scored one run all day. And the bullpen melted down. So unfortunately for Jacob DeGrom, he'll still have to seek out that win. I remember in 2018 when Jacob DeGrom won his first Cy Young Award, he only had a 10-9 and record, which old baseball heads would say, oh, how can you give the guy the Cy Young Award when he only won 10 games? We have like 20-game winners out here. How can you give it to Jacob DeGrom? Well, it's not his fault that every time he pitched, the Mets offense decided to take a day off, and that's what it was. I believe the stat was something like if the Mets had scored just three runs a game in Jacob DeGrom's stars, he would have had almost 30 wins that year. Baseball truly is a team sport. You need everybody to contribute, otherwise you're not going to win. Just look at the Los Angeles Angels, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and still a losing record. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies won 6-2 against the Somerset Patriots yesterday. Got RBIs from Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. No home runs, so a nice balanced attack from the Rumble Ponies offense. Rumble Ponies pitching only gave up two runs total. None of them earned two runs in the ninth inning. At that point, the game was pretty much already decided with the Rumble Ponies holding a 6-0 lead going into the bottom of the ninth, allowed those two runs. They'll be back in action tonight at 7.05. If you don't plan on driving to the game, why would you? It's an away game. You can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins. In other sports news, a person familiar with the filing told the Associated Press that the NFL is seeking an indefinite suspension of at least one year, plus a fine in appealing a disciplinary officer's decision to suspend Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson for six games for violating the league's personal conduct policy. That person spoke on condition of anonymity because the matter isn't public. The NFL's appeal gives Commissioner Roger Goodell or someone he designates authority to impose a stiffer penalty. League spokesman Brian McCarthy said it's still to be determined whether Goodell or someone else will hear the appeal. 
And closing arguments in Brittany Griner's cannabis possession case in Russia are set for today. That's nearly six months after the American basketball star was arrested at a Moscow airport in a case that has reached the highest levels of U.S.-Russia diplomacy. Griner faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. A conviction appears almost certain, given that Russian courts rarely acquit defendants. And Griner has acknowledged that there were vape canisters with cannabis oil in her luggage. Still, Russian judges have considerable latitude on sentencing. It's not clear when the verdict will be announced. If the two-time Olympic gold medalist does not go free, attention will turn to the high-stakes possibility of a prisoner swap. 721 on WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Encouraged by some strong quarterlies and positive economic news, investors sent the three major stock averages higher on Wednesday. The Dow Jones rallied 416 points to finish the day at 32,812. The S&P ended up 1.5%. The Nasdaq soared more than 2.5%. Walmart is cutting about 200 positions from its merchandising, global tech, and real estate teams. The downsizing comes a week after the world's biggest retailer announced that inflation was cutting into its profits. The Department of Transportation is hoping to strengthen protections for airline passengers who are seeking refunds. The agency has proposed a rule which, for the first time, would clarify what constitutes a significant flight delay. The new rule could be in place by Christmas. And fans of the Taco Bell Mexican pizza are celebrating the return of that offering. The fast food chain is reassuring customers that the on-again, off-again menu item is on the menu to stay. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Want to save... Seven twenty-three on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's political insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. People on both sides of the abortion issue still digesting what happened in Kansas, where voters overwhelmingly backed a measure that protects abortion rights. Republican Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas calls the defeat a gut punch. Sorrowful about the loss yesterday. My whole life's been about protecting the life of moms and babies. President Biden, however, praising the Kansas decision. This fight is not over. And we saw that last night in Kansas. President Biden also signing the order that would let abortion rights states apply for Medicaid waivers to help women traveling there seeking abortion. It also provides legal advice to doctors in anti-abortion states if a woman's life is at risk. The Senate overwhelmingly passing a bill supporting Finland and Sweden joining NATO. The application came after Russia invaded Ukraine. The Transportation Department proposing a rule that would require airlines to issue refunds for domestic flights delayed by three hours or more. Andy Field, ABC News. Millions. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will reopen today, just in time for Speedy Fest in Binghamton. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will be in place during the closure. 
The right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. In Susquehanna County, there will be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That project should be completed by Monday, August 8th. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquago Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street and Whitney Point and various other county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 70 degrees, 79% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers before 2 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 5 p.m., increasing clouds with a high near 90 degrees, chance of rain 60%, and I promise you it will feel a lot hotter than 90 degrees today. There is a heat advisory in effect. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., Mostly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 4 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 83 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 67, 60% chance of rain. Saturday, slight chance of showers, then chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 85, chance of rain 40%. Saturday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 87, 30% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low around 69 degrees, 30% chance of rain. At 7.30, you're listening to WMBF. Cashback is not... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 70 degrees at 7.32. The dew point is at... 63, so that is in the humid range. A heat advisory in effect starting at 11 this morning. High temperature today getting into the mid-90s, but feeling much hotter with the heat index. After infuriating China over her trip to Taiwan, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi met South Korean political leaders in Seoul today, but avoided making any public comments on the cross-strait relations that could have furthered increased regional tensions. She met with the South Korean National Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo and other senior members of parliament today. 
Well, later on today, uh, the, the domestic front, the weekly jobless claims report is due out this morning. Today's jobless claims numbers are the first preview of what we might expect from the Labor Department's July employment report. That's due out tomorrow. Last week's number showed a slight drop in the number of people filing for benefits the week before, which may be an indication that we'll see another robust monthly report. Economists consider first-time filings a proxy for layoffs. ADP's revamped hiring survey is still on hold until the end of August. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Today is expected to be the hottest day of the week with a heat advisory in effect for Broome, Tioga, and Tompkins counties from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Residents are encouraged to take precautions against heat-related illness as the heat index values could go as high as around 100 for the warmer valley and urban areas in the advisory region, including Binghamton. Remember to limit time and exertion while outside, especially in the heat of the day, and drink plenty of fluids. If you have pets, bear in mind they are also affected by the heat and should be provided with a cool place to rest. Plenty of water and shade keep them off concrete and asphalt when temperatures can quickly get hot enough to burn their paws. Never leave pets or people unattended in a vehicle, even with the windows rolled down. WMBF First News Time, 733. Owego police are announcing the capture of a teenage fugitive last week. The Village Police Department says 18-year-old Aiden LaForest of Owego was arrested under a warrant issued by Athens, Pennsylvania, for a theft. The teen was being booked when he was escaped from custody. In addition to the petty larceny count, LaForest has now has escape and resisting arrest added on to his charges. He was turned over to the Tioga County Sheriff's custody. Owego police say they were called in to break up a huge brawl on North Avenue near Main Street last week. Police say the trouble was reported about 9 p.m. July 25th when responding officers found a big brouhaha involving dozens of people. Owego police, the Tioga County Sheriff's Office, and New York State Police stepped in to control the situation as around 40 people were involved in a big argument and fighting. Several individuals were issued appearance tickets for Owego Village Court for disorderly conduct and fighting. The news release from the village Village police did not name any of the defendants and did not say just how many of the 40 people said to have been involved in the brawl were actually charged. WMBF First News Time, 734. One of the nation's best-known experts on gasoline and oil price trends has some potentially good news for motorists in the Binghamton area. Patrick DeHaan, the head of petroleum analysis for Gas Buddy, told us that the average price at the pump in the region could continue to decrease over the next few weeks. When asked about Labor Day prices, DeHaan said if there are no major hurricanes or unforeseen supply disruptions, that price could go to 419 or even a little less. The current average price earlier this week was $4.49 a gallon. The Broome County Land Bank and First Ward Action Council have the keys ready for a new homeowner to move in to the first renovated home of the year located in the city of Binghamton. The groups have announced the completion of work at the single-family home at 33 Linden Street that is now available as an affordable homeownership opportunity for low-to-moderate income individuals and families. The house was renovated with the help of grant money from the Land Bank's New York State Attorney General Community Revitalization Initiative Program. The City of Binghamton also contributed $100,000 to assist in the completion of a series of affordable housing projects. 
The latest property for sale on Linden Street is listed for $95,000. Anyone interested in learning more about the home or the process for purchasing the property can contact the program's realtor, Mike Rizzo, Century 21 Sbarra, at 516-578-8328. And if you feel like doing your own home improvements, a piece of New York State's downtown revitalization initiative that directed funding to Tioga County is now open as a way for other properties to be refreshed and renewed. Home Central held the grand opening of a new kitchen and bath showroom and design center in Owego this week. The showroom in an over-century-old building at the corner of Fox Street and Central Avenue is a result of a major fix-up of its own to that 100-year-old building. In a news release announcing the August 2nd grand opening. Grand Central said that the location gives the community an opportunity to keep business in the area and make home improvement process easier. It's 737 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. If you're on WNBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. I've got a book in my hand. I see you have a book in your hand, The Haunted Southern Tears. Boy, you got good eyes. Oh, yeah, I got good eyes. Dang. Yeah. I used to to have glasses. Now I do not. Grew out of them. Elizabeth Tucker. I used to wear glasses, too, but my eyes got better. Oh, oh, is this the book we were talking about yesterday? Yes, it is. We found out about the studio gremlins. yes. For Kathy with many thanks, Libby. Yes. Haunted Southern Tear. So what's in it? Uh, well, the table of contents calls for, let me see. Oh, have you not read the book yet? Oh, yes, I have. Native Americans, uh, churches, uh, mysterious mansions, haunted homes, haunted colleges, State University of New York, Binghamton University. Hmm. Binghamton University. Is I've haunted. never heard of any ghosts at Binghamton University. Oh yeah, down in there's a, a, a utility room that is got some strange things. Oh yeah, that's definitely haunted. Utility rooms are always haunted. Anywhere where you you feel that creepiness get up on you and sneak up on you, that's haunted. Ghosts for sure, one hundred percent. English professor, two residential areas at BU, countless students reviewing the stories. Uh, Is the WMBF studio on any of those lists? <laughs> no, it's not. All right, Which this know. used to be a, a department store, actually. We're in the bargain basement, quite oh. quite literally. Well, I hope they didn't have any ghosts. They're probably still hanging out here, just listening the, to me do the news every morning. The ghosts of shoppers past, but yeah, yeah, I have the book here. So, and of course, a lot of people out in the Owego area like to hear about the uh, the devil's. Uh, elbow that's a very famous one the heavy ghost of joshua whitney and that one is over at christ church and as we mentioned before the uh, the ca- uh, the castle up at um, the psych center phelps mansion that's that's a pretty creepy place i've played some weddings there with our little mobile dj things that we've done in the past and apparently some of the spirits are very opinionated about what they like and don't like when there's social gatherings in their home See, I wouldn't want to get married in a place that has ghosts, for sure. That's what, you're just asking. Well, you just trouble. want spirits. <laughs> oh, hey, ho! Tip your waitress. You mean sodas, right? Yes, we're so- on there. sodas. Sodas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no spirits, <laughs> only sodas and ghosts. Oh, spirits are fine. Yeah. 
That's fine. So you all ready for the heat and the humidity? I am not. I can feel it overcoming me as we speak right now, and I'm in an air-conditioned basement. Oh, I think away it's nice down here, actually. Oh, I can I can feel the humidity like creeping in through the door that I opened an hour and a half ago or two hours ago. Like it's just it got in, and now it's here, and I can I can feel the air getting thicker. We already hit, yeah the dew point. We started off I think about 60, which in the 50s is comfortable, and once you start getting into the dew point in the 60s, then that starts to be humid, and then then when it's into the 70s, Seventies, it's considered tropical, and then when you're getting the upper seventies, it's oppressive. Yeah. So if you want to know what your scale is, that's what it is. I don't need that right now, and I'm planning on today, like going out, and I, I know there's a press conference later today, so I'm going to be out and about, and maybe another story that I'm working on that I have to go out for, and this is just. I mean, this is the worst possible day I could have picked to do it because not only it says it's going to be ninety degrees now. It, fell down a little bit from i think it was 94 when i did the first weather update i doubt that oh I what do we that. have now let me hit refresh because the one that i just had says 96 yeah 96 is for the ambient air temperature heat uh. index value 100 but you know what's kind of nice though if you want to check out something that's kind of a nice cool environment and they found that this week with feast for the beast um, Ross Park Zoo over off Morgan Road, south side of Binghamton, the lantern, the lanterns um, festival for conservation that it just opens like today. And I'm talking to Phil Gittner, the zoo, director of the zoo on Southern Tier close up that is there Saturday at 6.03 here on WMBF. And the thing is, it's nice and shady all through the zoo. And in the evening hours when the lanterns are all illuminated, it's going to be a really nice thing to check out. And uh, you can hear all about the lantern festival and everything that's going on. At Ross Park Zoo on Southern Tier Close Up this weekend, Saturday, 6 03 a.m., right here at News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com, 92.1 FM. And after the program airs, it will be on our podcast. Of course, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check out the lanterns at some point. Even yeah, yesterday. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, and we were t- we were talking on the program about how you really aren't going to be able to like they don't have spotlights on the animals at night and things like that. But there's some animals that are more active at night, like the wolves and things like that. And I said to, to Phil, I says, yeah, a little disconcerting as you're walking through the zoo and you're hearing the howling of wolves and you can't, and you can't see where they are in the dark in the woods, you know. <laughs> yeah, not safe. But everything is perfectly safe at Ross Park Zoo. Yes, they're it's all perfectly they're they're all contained. They're all contained. Yeah. Very now I'm going to check that out. I even yesterday when you sent us an email about the Ross Park Zoo, I screamed from my room over to my roommate like, hey, you want to go to the zoo right now? Because it's just <laughs> starting to get dark. And I quickly abandoned that plan. When I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning again tomorrow. Like, well, here's something well that's kind of cool, too, is if you go during the day, these uh, these things are huge. These are, They're really art installations, so they look really impressive during the day as yeah. well, and then they look really cool at night. But if you go during the day, then you get, like, this little voucher thingy for a discount for coming back at night to see it all illuminated at night, and I think that's a great way of doing it. Ooh. And so you can see it when it's not lit up and, you know, really sit and take a look at the structure and stuff like that. And then go experience it at night when it's all lit up and the butterfly wings are actually moving. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, maybe I'll do that when the heat index isn't 100 degrees. It won't be at night. No, at night it'll be great. Yeah. But I want to I go during the day so I can get that voucher for nighttime. And you can see the animals. It's all, yes, and i got to say the the red Say panda. hi to, to Spike the porcupine, Patience the sloth. Great name for a sloth. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's 7.45. You're listening to WMBF. Who takes... 
7.47 on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the exit 5 ramp from southbound Interstate 81 to U.S. Route 11 and the intersection of U.S. Route 11 and Old Front Street in the town of Dickinson will reopen today just in time for Speedy Fest in Binghamton. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until approximately August 21st. In Susquehanna County, there will be a road closure on State Route 3001 between Auburn Center and the Four Corners in Auburn Township for a metal pipe replacement. That work should be completed on Monday, August 8th. A signed detour will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will continue on Oquaga Road. The Highway Division will continue changing road culverts on Powers and West Shenango Roads. Bridge work will continue on Pierce Creek and Sherman Creek Roads. Ditching will be performed on East Windsor and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on Hyde Street in Whitney Point and various other county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 70 degrees, 79% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers, then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Increasing clouds and hot with a high near 94 degrees. Heat index values as high as 98. Chance of rain, 30%. Tonight, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low around 68 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 5 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 86, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 7 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 7 p.m. and 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Saturday, slight chance of showers, then chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Partly sunny with a high near 89, chance of rain 40%. Saturday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy, a low around 70 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Sunday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 90, 30% chance of rain. Sunday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms before 8 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees, 30% chance of rain. At 7.50, you're listening to WMBF. First... on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
From ABC News, Tech Trends. Fast charging is getting even faster. Smartphone manufacturer OnePlus is out with the 10T, showing off the new Android device at its first in-person event since the start of the pandemic. It all happened Wednesday in New York City. There's nothing like getting back together in a room and having conversations with the community to really figure out, okay, how do we refine going forward? OnePlus Vice President Christian Anderson says the 10T comes with 125-watt charging. And what that actually means for consumers is you can charge your phone from 0 to 28% in three minutes. Anderson says those charging speeds are front-loaded, so the first couple minutes see the fastest speeds. As you get to all the way to full, what it does is it automatically slows down the charge, and that's for battery health and safety. Other specs include 120 hertz refresh rate, three rear cameras, and a $649 price tag. With Tech Trends, I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Almost three. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 650, oh, I'm sorry, 7.57 on WMBF. All these hours start to blend together eventually. We'll have a quick sports update as we're closing out hour number two. Luis Castillo pitched five-hit ball into the seventh inning in his Seattle debut. And the Mariners used a fast start to beat Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees 7-3. Eugenio Suarez, Carlos Santana, and Jared Kelnick homered against Cole during Seattle's six-run first inning. Jesse Winker connected against Wandy Peralta in the seventh, helping the Mariners match their season high for homers. Castillo struck out eight and six and two-thirds innings in his second start in the Bronx in less than a month. Daniel Vogelbach hit a grand slam, and Pete Alonso connected for his 28th homer, helping the New York Mets beat the Washington Nationals 9-5. New York won for the eighth time in nine games and opened a three-and-a-half game lead over second-place Atlanta in the NL East. The teams begin a four-day, five-game series today in New York. Chris Bassett pitched seven shutout innings for New York, which finished with 14 hits. Kiebert Ruiz and Lane Thomas homered for lowly Washington a day after a traded star outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell to the San Diego Padres. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies won 6-2 yesterday. Got RBIs from Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. No home runs for the Rumble Ponies yesterday. So a nice balanced offensive attack. Only one guy in the Rumble Ponies offense went hitless yesterday. And Rumble Ponies pitching allowed no earned runs. Two total. Those came in the ninth inning. Rumble Ponies took a 6-0 lead into the ninth, or to the bottom of the ninth, and then Somerset scored two runs in the bottom, but clearly not enough to overcome the six runs scored by the Binghamton Rumble Ponies throughout the rest of the game. Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 7.05 against Somerset. If you don't plan on driving there, and why would you? You can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins. 7.59, you're listening to WMBF. Single. News Radio 1290, WMBF. Closing out our number two of WMBF's first news. Coming up next, ABC News and another news update from Kathy. And then hour number three of First News here on WMBF.